0: Next storyteller. next storyteller Your next storyteller our next storyteller hello and welcome to the narrators this podcast collects stories from our live events where people share true stories based on a theme your next storyteller is greg salveson With an anniversary coming up soon, we're feeling a little nostalgic, so today we're sharing this story from all the way back in 2013. Greg is an astronomer, an ultra-marathon runner, and a longtime favorite of the show who now lives and works in Los Alamos, New Mexico. He shared this story in front of a live audience at the Deer Pile in Denver, Colorado. The theme of the show was The Fall.
1: So uh, my story tonight is uh, sort of about the fall, the season, and something I always think of uh, is you know Thanksgiving. And growing up, every year uh, we would go to my grandparents' house in Connecticut for Thanksgiving. Now I, I, at the time, had sort of my mom's grand, my mom's parents, who are, who were called Grammy and Doodoo, which is a separate story. <laughs> And then my, my dad's father, and we called him Pop. All the other call, cousins called him Papa for some reason, but we called him Pop. And we would always drive up the three-hour drive from Massachusetts to Connecticut to see Pop, and we'd, we'd do the same thing every, every single year. We spent about an hour there, and then we would head over to uh, Grammy and Doodoo's for you know <laughs> real Thanksgiving. And this was just sort of something we, we did every single year, and it's a something like a three-hour drive, but we'd always do it the day of Thanksgiving, and we'd most of the time do the whole trip in one day. So we'd drive three hours there, but it winds up being five hours because of all the traffic, and, you know, it's like three hours back the same day. So it's just a, a day crammed with visits. And and like I said, every visit went the same way. We show up, pull into my grandfather's, pull into Pop's driveway, we walk in, uh, we just go in because he's sort of fairly immobile and spends all his time in the kitchen just sitting in a chair and smoking his cigarettes. Our dog Fishsticks runs in and pees on the shag carpet. It's happened every time and we'd all just sit on the couch and kind of talk about really boring stuff. It felt very forced. We wouldn't really have much to say, you know, it's sort of my dad would always sit on the ground too, which was sort of weird. We'd all be sitting on couches, my dad would sit on the ground. And me and my two brothers would just be kind of sitting there playing Game Boy or something like this, and often be just really bored. So anyways, at some point, I'm, we're just, I'm just sort of bored out of my mind, and I say something to my grandfather like, hey, Pop, you know, I, I, I'd like to go upstairs and just see what my dad's room was like where he grew up. And, you know... Pop says, like, yeah, sure, go ahead. You know, I wasn't contributing to the conversation. And, and just so you get my grandfather's sense of humor, like, right when I left, he'd say something like, oh, now we can talk about him or something, you know, so I could hear him. And, and he had just a weird sense of humor. He made these he, really awful jokes that he liked, like, I mean, what was one? one he, he would say something like, what do they do about parking at the Special Olympics? And that's the joke. <laughs> and it's really <laughs> awful, right? But he liked these kind of jokes. Uh, anyway, so I, I went upstairs to see my dad's room from when he grew up. But I, I had, that's not really why I went up there. That's what I told, you know, people uh, as an excuse, excuse to go upstairs. So now flashback to that summer in New Hampshire. We have a summer house where my dad's grandmother used to live uh, in New Hampshire, right on the lake. And me and my cousins would always go there. We had really fun summers together. And, um... One summer, my, my cousin, Nicole, who's around my age, was telling me the story of how when she was last at Pop's house, she and her sister were forced to kind of clean up his whole house uh, with my aunt, just because he's, you know, a dirty old man, lives in filth, and can't really take care of himself at this point. And she tells me about his secret vault of porn that was just strewn about his room in various places. So I'm on a mission. I'm upstairs, my whole family's downstairs with my grandfather, and I'm just checking out my dad's old room. But no, I'm really, you know, frantically searching around in my grandfather's room. I'm looking in places where I would hide porn, you know, under the bed, or or like, you know, under the mattress, or tucked away in the corner of the closet. But this is a grown man, you know, grown man's room. He doesn't have a mom to hide things from. So I'm looking in all the wrong places, but it's getting to be this, this time where I've been up there for a while, and I'm a little bit frantic, but I, I open up the drawer in the nightstand, and there's just a stack of like really old porn magazines, you know, like, I don't know. He, he hasn't been out in a while, um, <laughs> but there's just a stack of these, and I think, oh, jackpot, okay, but now I've got a bit of a dilemma, and that dilemma is not should I take my grandfather's porn? I've made up my mind on that. The dilemma is, how do I bring these downstairs? You know, I don't have anything with me, and my whole family's downstairs, and I'm what, like in seventh, sixth or seventh grade or something like this. And I get this brilliant idea to uh, just sort of shove it in my pants leg and tuck it into my socks. And I do that, and I just hope, okay, hopefully this will not just slide out on the floor as I descend the stairs. And it winds up being fine. And uh, we go downstairs and sit on the couch, be bored for a while. And then we leave, shake my grandfather's hand. He says something like, who are you? You know, he, like, he thought he was a funny guy like this. <laughs> uh, and then we left, right? And it was fine. And I just sort of like hid it in my backpack in the car or something. We went and did regular Thanksgiving, and then went home that same night. So now, and, and we've uh, visit my, my grandparents at least twice every year. One once during Thanksgiving and then once during Christmas. And so Christmas rolled around a month later or so. And sa- same deal, right? We have to drive all the way there. Although there's one little caveat now, which is my family played this terrible game growing up on the drive to Connecticut uh, over Christmas where we'd have this sing-along competition. And the game was you divide up into twos or threes and you just... One, one team says a Christmas song, and you sing it, and the other says a Christmas song, and you sing it. And this goes on for five hours, and it sucks. But we do it because we love our mom, and it would make her cry if we didn't. And, and it, it degenerates to the point, like, when you're almost there, you know, you're singing Christmas classics like Dradle, Dradle, Dradle" and, and, like, the Simpsons version of Joy to the World. If you know how the... It's Joy to the World, my teacher's dead. We barbecued her head. What happened to her body? We flush it down the potty, and round and round it goes. <laughs> so we're at this stage, and we finally get to my grandfather's house, you know, pull into the driveway, walk into the door, fish sticks peas on the shag carpet. My dad gets popped from, from, uh, from the kitchen where he's sitting smoking, and we're all sitting on the couch again before we go off to my, grand, my other grandparents, Grammy and Doodoo, for real Christmas, right? <laughs> And this, this is just boring, boring, boring. But, of course, I'm going to go back and score again on, on this, my grandfather's stash. You know, I, I know about it. I know where to look. And I came prepared. I've got, like, you know, baseball socks on that you wear up to <laughs> the top of your calves. And, and I, I think, well, you know, I've got a tight belt, too. I can just slip them in. And, and, and I, I, I don't even, I must have used the same excuse, you know, because uh, every visit was, was really similar, you know. And, and he, you know, so i probably go to my grandfather and say, hey, can I see my dad's old room? Do you mind if I just go upstairs? And he probably says, hey, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Now we can talk about him. Um, and I go up, and you know, I go directly for the drawer. I open the drawer, and as usual, there's this stack of these old magazines it's just right there. But on top of the stack is a little post-it note. And it says, Greg. <laughs> Shit. This is not a library so he totally busted me, and it wasn't like a mystery he you know it had my name this wasn't like a foreman family where we're all named greg you know George Foreman family or something and and i you know i can't take the magazine i i'm I'm terrified, right? What is this man? What, what's next? And I just go downstairs. I totally avoid eye contact with my grandfather. And we go into a regular Christmas with my other grandparents. And he never, ever brought it up a single time. And I, I hate to end the story without saying that I actually had a really nice relationship with my grandfather after this. I, I told this story and I feel like I've made him out to be kind of a grumpy old man, which he was a little bit. But uh, as I got older, I sort of had a, much, a really nice relationship with him before he died a few years ago. And there are many stories I could tell you, but there's just sort of not time tonight. So thank you.
0: <laughs> the Narrators is produced by me, Aaron Rollman, and Ron Doyle, with help from Karen Wachtel, Jesse Witten, Scott Carney, and Sydney Crane got edited this episode. You can find other stories from Greg in our archives, along with hundreds of other true stories from our show. And while you're there, please take a minute to rate and review our podcast. It really helps other people find us. As always, we'd like to thank our sponsors, Buntport Theatre Company, Illegal Pete's, From the Hip Photo, and Great Divide Brewing Company. Our theme music is by Whalehawk, and we would also like to thank Bo Beveridge, who provided the outro music you are listening to right now. You can find a link to their music in the show notes for this episode. As always, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or at our website, thenarrators.org. Our live show takes place every third Wednesday of the month, sometimes virtually, so please join us if you can. We'll be back next Friday with a new episode. Until then, stay safe, fight hard, and thanks for listening. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs)